Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by the great people at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business, bundles, whatever the insurance need may be, they'll find you exactly the insurance so you're covered. And they'll also go out of their way to find you exactly the best price, wherever that may be. And if there's ever a change, they'll make it. Usually that change will really benefit you. That's why they do it. And if there's ever a claim, they go to work as if it happened to them. It's great customer service from great people at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. I'm in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And you can go to sunburymotors.com, check out their great line of Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great pre-owned inventory as well. And you can shop online and get everything in gear from the comfort of your own living room. All at Sunbury Motors and sunburymotors.com. They're gone in just a few moments, but first our play-by-play call of the day. You just heard them talk about on Turner, 5.8 million viewers. A record on cable to watch golf, and Tom Brady made it pay off with this shot. Wow. Hey, 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 hey. Check. Hey, man. Check. I got that's all food. Uh, shut your mouth, Chuck. Oh, <laughs> Take a little of that medicine. Get your butt out of here. <laughs> I will say this having Charles Barkley on golf was a riot. It really was. Uh, Manning and Brady deserve a lot of credit. Okay, it was for charity. But they're amateurs. I want to say Brady's an eight, and Manning might be a five or a six handicap. Well, it still means that if you're a five to eight handicap, you still make plenty of mistakes on the golf course. And the difference is you're not making those mistakes on national television. So for all of you who laughed and said, hey, I'm Brady, hit it into the, into the weeds, he's in the woods, ha, 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 yeah, excuse me, and you would have done what? They didn't ask Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson to do a two-minute drill. All right. Derek Gunn joins us now from NBC Philly. Derek, welcome. It's great to have you with us on the show. Hey, man, thank you for having me. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I hope you and yours are well with no issues through all of this. Yeah, it's been crazy times we're living in right now, but, uh, you know, uh, my family and I are blessed. Uh, We're healthy and happy, and that's the most important thing. And we are with you all the way on that, Derek. Thanks so much for that update. Uh, one thing about the NFL, Derek, is because they've been in the off season, they've been able to keep things almost normal, although OTAs would be going on right now. Doug Peterson met with the media last week. What was the the immediate take that you took out of that? 
Uh, it's still a lot of up in the air, I'm sure. Uh, there's a lot more information that he knows that he doesn't want to share with the media at this time. Uh, the one thing that really jumped out is where he said that, uh, you know, we drafted Andre Dillard to be our left tackle, and uh, as of right now, we're proceeding with that. Uh, I have gone on record on a number of occasions uh, over the last several weeks saying uh, Jason Peters uh, definitely wants to return to the Eagles. As a matter of fact, turned down a few offers elsewhere. Uh, the Eagles have interest in him. It's just a matter of them, uh, whether it's a one-year contract or two-year contract, uh, just a matter of them coming to a meeting of the minds and, and getting it done. Peters and owner Jeffrey Lurie have an extremely close relationship. Um, and so until someone tells me further uh, whether they can't come to a financial agreement or Jason just becomes tired of just waiting and decides to go somewhere else, I still believe that Jason Peters will be anchoring that left side this year. I agree with you. And uh, not only that, Andre Dillard is not inspired enough in anybody to not think that he's a better – I mean, you have people think he's a better option than Jason Peters. I'd still take my chances with the veteran. Well, the way I look at it is this. Uh, Andre Dillard, uh, he played well in spurts last year, but he obviously he made some young mistakes. Um, it, it would benefit him, and I know people get antsy when you move up three spots and you take a guy in the <laughs> yeah. first round, you want to see immediate results. Uh, but this young man uh, in, is in the best situation in terms of he's learning the position and techniques and offensive line play from one of the best offensive line coaches in the game in Jeff Stoutland. He's playing on an offensive line with three pro bowlers, and he's being mentored by a future Hall of Famer in Jason Peters. So he's in the best situation he could possibly be in. And I know a lot of people want to compare him to other linemen taken in the first round. Well, those guys had to play right away because those teams were in desperate situations and didn't have anything else. And those guys didn't have future Hall of Famers and pro bowlers uh, up and down the offensive line. So I know people want to see Andre Dillard play more, but if Jason Peters comes back, uh, I'd rather have him protecting Carson Wentz's blind side right now more so than Dillard. If Dillard is starting over there, if I'm Carson Wentz, I'm taking out an extra Lloyds of London policy on my body. <laughs> and speaking of and speaking of Carson Wentz, who right now is saying just hold on in the policy for a moment. <laughs> After that, behind him would be Nate Sudfeld, and then there's Jalen Hurts. Is that right now what the perceived order would be once they do get to camp, that Sudfeld would be the two? Uh, yes, and rightfully so. Sudfeld has been in the Doug Peterson system for three years. Uh, the one thing that was, was concerning was uh, up until Nate got hurt in training camp last year, he was the definitive number two. Uh, when he got hurt, he missed much of the season, and 41-year-old Josh McCown became the number two by default. The problem was when Nate was healthy to return, he couldn't take that number two spot back, and yet the Eagles go out and sign him to another one-year contract. Uh, and then you draft the kid Jalen Hurts in the second round. Uh, so are you sending a, car, a message to Carson Wentz? Do you see Jalen Hurts right now similar to a Taysom Hill down in um, – New Orleans, who played 24% of the snaps for the Saints and accounted for seven touchdowns. If you're going to use uh, Jalen Hurts in that regard, okay, but you can't have this guy playing 10, 12 snaps a year and having uh, having him on the sideline with his hat turned on backwards and charting plays on the clipboard and justify him being a number two pick. 
that just didn't make sense when you had so many other needs that you could have addressed in the second round. What did you think of the Hurts pick? I'm uh, shocked like everybody else. Um, and from people that I've talked to, Jalen Hurts has a long way to go before he becomes a so-called NFL quarterback. And there's some who are wondering if he will ever mature into an NFL quarterback. Um, he has talent. He has. He's a great athlete. Um, he's not the best deep thrower in the game. He's not the most accurate thrower that, that was coming out of college. Uh, you look at the numbers he, he put up, when you're throwing to the likes of a C.D. Lamb and you've got other talent around you, it makes your job a little bit easier in that regard. And, and for the most part, you're playing against inferior opponents. Um, I, I just can't wait to see how Doug is going to utilize him or to what degree they're going to utilize him because I'm still scratching my head like many others by them taking him in the second round. With all due respect, you can rack up some numbers against Big 12 defenses. I just want to, just want to say to oh, that's no question. That out. I think you and I can get rack up numbers against Big 12 defenses. <laughs> I think you could. I wouldn't get so cocky about myself. Uh, <laughs> okay. uh, they made various other moves, and to me, you set up your draft by what you do in free agency. And if you don't fill a couple gaps in free agency, the draft then takes on a different tone. If you fill some other areas, then that allows you to draft in a different way. I think the Eagles handled free agency, and, and how did Doug Peterson feel they handled it? Well, uh, talking to a number of people within the organization, coming into free agency, the two areas they wanted to address the most was cornerback and getting faster at wide receiver, and I thought they did a pretty good job of that. They go out and get Darius Slay, who's considered the so-called shutdown corner. We're going to see how that plays out in this particular defensive scheme, because the one problem the Eagles had uh, they were one of the worst teams in the league in terms of giving up the deep ball. And they got faster. They, you know, we're assuming Deshaun Jackson's coming back 100% healthy. They made the trade with San Francisco to get Marquise Goodwin as well. Um, and then, of course, they draft Jalen Rager in the first round, and they've drafted a couple of other speedsters in the latter rounds of the draft. So they accomplished their mission in that regard. Now let's see how it's all implemented in 2020. Did Doug express any concern at all about the fact that there aren't going to be any OTAs and that then when they get to training camp, it's go time then? Is there any concern from a coach's point of view about that and a plan that they need to have to address it? Well, the best the best thing for Doug and his team is Doug is the only returning head coach in the NFC East. So he already yes. has an advantage because the majority of the players on that team already have been in the system two, three years. Younger players are going to take some time to really catch up. And even though they drafted Jalen Rager in the first round, he doesn't have to come in and be the man right away like some receivers will have to be with other teams. So the, the process in terms of making a transition from college to the pros, the terminology, the, terminology, the expectations, uh, understanding the game is faster, uh, won't be that much of a burden for him as it will be some other top picks. Um, but Doug Peterson's concerns are like every other team in the National Football League. How much can we cram in in a short amount of time if the regular right. season is not pushed back? Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see. So some, some coaches who have our holdovers and have their players intact are going to come out of the gates a lot better off than some teams with new head coaches and an abundance of new players. Derek, when you watch Miles Sanders, A, what did you like? And B, how much upside do you think he has after watching that rookie season? 
I love his 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 quick burst. I love his ability to make people miss. As the season progressed, he got better and better as a blocker. I love him catching the ball out of the backfield. Uh, I think he had a total of 229 touches, um, and he he made the comment while he was working out on his Instagram account that he's striving for MVP. Uh, you know, and as I said on my show, Quick Slants, right after he made that comment, I said, you know, I love his his self motivation. If you're not self motivated and you don't put lofty goals in front of yourself. You can't expect to be exceptional in the National Football League. But, Miles, also keep in mind that since 2000, only three running backs have ever won the MVP, Marshall Falk, right. LaDainian Tomlinson, and Adrian Peterson. And those guys all had over 350 to 405 touches and had phenomenal numbers uh, combined to show for their efforts. That, that, that award goes to quarterbacks. And, and, you know, I know he backed off of that comment a, a couple of days later. But I love everything about this kid. So if you keep him in a range of about 250, 275 touches because he's a smaller back, and my concern is uh, he could get nicked up. The more he touches the ball, the more susceptible he is to getting nicked up. He got nicked up a couple of times last year. So if you keep him right around 250, 275, I think that's a good number for him. I know it's interesting when I go out and speak with groups, and, of course, they want to talk about Penn State football, Penn State basketball, and they always ask me what kind of season they're going to have. And I always combine it with it's not just what you have, it's also what the other guy has or doesn't have. When you look at the other three teams in the NFC East, obviously the Eagles have done what they did in the offseason. When you look at the offseasons of the other three teams, is it a two-team horse race? It's Dallas and Philadelphia? Uh, on, on the surface, I would say yes, but I would also keep in mind when you look at this Redskins team, um, yeah. Dwayne Haskins played a near-perfect game against the Eagles in the latter part of the season. He had a couple of uh, miscues, and it cost the Redskins a game down the stretch. So he's a year older and year wiser. Um, I, I like the defensive front seven, and you look yeah. at the draft, Chase Young, to go along with Deron Payne and all these guys up front, Ryan Kerrigan, Matt Ioannidis. Uh, and on the back end, they picked up Kendall Fuller. So I think the Redskins are going to be more competitive in that regard. I think the Giants, believe it or not, I think the Giants are moving in the right direction. Jason Garrett, to me, is a better offensive coordinator than he was a head coach. Mm -hmm. uh, but they still have some question marks on defense. I think the Giants have a lot of great weapons in a passing game. You have one of the top three backs in the game in Saquon Barkley. Um, so the Eagles are going to be pushed. But on paper... I say Dallas right now, on paper, is the best team on both sides of the football. When you look at what they did in the draft, they let Byron Jones go. Uh, they go out and get a Trayvon Diggs from Alabama. Uh, Alden Smith, who was a great player for the 49ers, hasn't played in five years. Played uh, some of his uh, best football under Jim Tom Sula in San Francisco. By the way, Jim Tom Sula is the defensive line coach for the Cowboys now. They're waiting yeah. for Randy Gregory to get reinstated as well. If Randy Gregory's reinstated, and I understand he's had a lot of personal issues, but when he's on the field, he's a good football player. You look at the linebacking core, Gerald McCoy, Don Tari Poe in the trenches. The Cowboys are going to be a heck to deal with all season long, no matter who they play. Yep, agree with that. Agree on, on all points, as a matter of fact. And by the way, the Redskins have had a really good offseason, to their credit. No question. Um, I mean, still got the same owner, but they, they're better in the field. So. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, it's always a pleasure. It's always great uh, hearing your insight and uh, talking with you. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. And uh, everybody out there, just uh, be well and stay safe, please.
Absolutely. Derek, thank you. Derek Gunn, NBC Philadelphia, back with more in a moment as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. This is the music that was playing this morning when the suit was trying to get from the bank to work. Guess he was in line at the bank for a long time today. So. Yeah. Guess he was making a transaction on a summer home. Does that sound right? No? Am I wrong about that, Matt? Maybe I'm not right. I, I don't know. I can't confirm or deny. The NHL is going to have a press conference at 4.30 in which Gary Bettman will talk about what they've mapped out as their return. Uh, meanwhile, there are some restart plans in the NBA that not everybody's on board with, so they're still trying to work that out. Um, and we'll see what the NHL does. And Major League Baseball is putting another financial proposition on the table today. We'll see how that plays out. Out of this, within the next three years, this is what I expect, because I think you're going to need each of the, you know, these leagues are going to need a form of quick cash. The NFL, not so much. The NFL, to this point, has been, I mean, they already had, they had their Super Bowl, they did the Combine, they did the free agency, they did the draft, they don't have OTAs, but I think they're going to be able to go to preseason probably on time, the way they're going right now, which is a big plus. So the NFL is going to miss out on nothing. You know, their TV contract, they already have their CBA done. Next will be their TV contract, which in all likelihood is going to be bigger and better than ever. So now let's get to the NHL, Major League Baseball, and the NBA, primarily baseball and the NBA, because the NHL's already taken these steps. I think in the next three years, you're going to see Major League Baseball expand by two teams and the NBA expand by two teams, each one getting to 32. The NHL, I leave out of that conversation because they've already done it. They have already... Vegas playing as the 31st team. And then the year after this, in 21-22, Seattle will begin play. So they've done that. Major League Baseball is, this is the longest they have gone without expansion since 1960. 1960, of course, or is it, what, 60? I guess it was 61. They added in the Mets, Houston, the Senators, who are now the Rangers, and the Angels. And they all began play, I think, I want to say in 62, something like that. Maybe the Senators and Angels began in 61, but the Mets and the uh, Astros began, or the Colt 45s, in 62. But then they expanded again with Kansas City, the Seattle Pilots, now the Brewers, Padres, the Montreal Expos, now the Nationals. And they kept going on that expansion road and stayed on it, with the last being Arizona and Tampa Bay. Before that was Colorado and Florida. 
And if you want quick cash, and Major League Baseball and the NBA both may be in the mode of quick cash, expansion is one way to do it because you have to pay an entry fee. And the entry fee is not your local gym membership. So we'll get into that more in the next half hour. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Happy Tuesday to you. Great to have you with us. And this would have been the week of the Coaches versus Cancer event here at Penn State. Cancer because of a pandemic doesn't take time off. Remember that. I just want to make sure, again, one of the problems you have during all of this is that you do lose track of time. You lose track of time. And that's why I always say, hey, happy Tuesday, everybody. Well, there's a reason I'm doing that. I'm doing that for you. To remind you, it's Tuesday. And because I think you can lose track of what's going on. Now, for Matt and me, it's no issue because, you know, we're fortunate. We get to keep going to work. And as Jack Ham says to me, he says, you're already used to working from home. Thanks. Because <laughs> I am. I'm working from home. He says, he says you're way ahead of your time. <laughs> I said, thanks, Jack. I think that Roger was way ahead of his time, not me. Um, but the uh, that's why we tell you that, you know, because I, you know, I realize which events, for example, I'm supposed to be at. I mean, I, I was supposed to do coaches versus cancer Thursday night, and I was supposed to play in the tournament on Friday. Next week, I was supposed to MC an event as part of Special Olympics. It's going to be, you know, 50 years of Special Olympics. But I was supposed to be uh, an event for sponsors and Special Olympics. Just like going back to April, I did end up doing the virtual Special Olympics. I did end up uh, doing that and recording something for that. I was supposed to speak last week in Scranton on Wednesday night. It would have been the 21st straight year I'd gone to that Greater Scranton event, which is incredible. Uh, Back on May the 6th, we were supposed to do the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament, which has now been, it looks like, August 12th is what we're shooting for with that one. Uh, I was supposed to go to Hazleton on July 10th, uh, where I was the honorary chairman for an event for uh, the Penn State Wilkesbury campus. The basketball bank was supposed to be April 10th. The blue-white game was the 18th, although I did do a show on the 18th. Somebody said to me, you're busy. I said, well, I would have been. (laughs) <laughs> but I haven't. Uh, 
But that's why we do it. And I mentioned the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com, auto, home, life, business, bundles, whatever your insurance needs may be. They're the pros. They'll take care of it. Make sure that you are covered. They're going to do everything they can to find the best price because budget's important. Any updates, they'll take care of along the way. And if there's ever a claim, God forbid, you've got the best of the business backing you up. That's Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Great people there. Steve Engel, Adam, the whole group. right? And they're even better professionals. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. You can go to sunburymotors.com. You can check online. Great line of Lincoln, Ford, Kia, Hyundai. Pre-owned inventory. All at sunburymotors.com. You can do the entire process from the comfort of your own home. Uh, I'll get back to expansion in one second because I was that's what I was setting up this half hour to be. Uh, minor league baseball, nobody knows what's going to happen this summer, uh, and nobody knows what's happening going forward. But as J.J. Cooper of Baseball America wrote last week, it's like the wild, wild west. You're not supposed to be negotiating right now. All those negotiations are supposed to happen midnight, September 15th. But there's an old saying... And it's something that Matt has told little Luke many, many times uh, now that Luke is approaching five months old. But in the four and a half months, he's told him many times, ask for forgiveness later. Sound parental advice. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what's happening with minor league teams. Look, the majors have really kind of looked the other way. Maybe something's going on over there. I just don't want to know about it. But there are going to be key. There there are three keys in all this. Number one, do you have the facility? That's huge. Number two, what's your location? Number three, maybe the biggest of all, relationships. Those are the really the big three that enter into all this. When you hear about facility, it is not the facility that you, the fan, walk into. So you go up to BB&T Ballpark at Historic Bowman Field, and they put all that money in really well spent on that, that party deck down the right field line. It is not good. It is fabulous. But when the major leagues talk about facility, they're not talking about that. That's not what they're talking about. Even though it's terrific and it's great for the ball club and it's great for you, the fan, that's not what they're talking about. You go into Medler Field, LeBron Park, wow, look at this facility. Wow, it is beautiful. Okay? This is what they're talking about. So I'll just do this from the State College point of view. It says here, Baseball America writes, Major League Baseball is looking to dramatically improve minor league baseball stadium facilities as well as take over control how the minor leagues are organized as far as affiliations and geography of leagues. We just talked about that. Um, But when it comes to the facility part, what you see on the outside is not what they're talking about. 
So for uh, as Ballpark Digest wrote, this is what Ballpark Digest wrote. For a major league team, a facility is defined strictly as the player amenities. So let's take State College. Clubhouse. Yep, State College definitely has nice clubhouse. Workout area. You walk across the hall, there's the workout area. You're all set. Support spaces like a kitchen or player lounge. State College has that. Those guys in the lounge are watching games on a big screen TV. They've got a kitchen set up there as well. They've got card tables set up in there for the players. They've got all that. Enclosed batting and pitching cages. And, and again, Medler Field, Lebron Park has all of that. So they, they pass all of that when it comes. I'm talking about the State College part. There they get the thumbs up on all of them. Location depends on what league they want to put you in. If what Bill Madden wrote comes to fruition about being in the Northern Division of the South Atlantic League, if that were to come to fruition, well, Mahoney Valley's three hours away. Brooklyn is three and a half to four hours away. Aberdeen's three hours away. Hudson Valley is four hours away. And whomever else in that league, Hagerstown, I think, might be in that league, I guess. I'm not sure. Right? And that's less than three hours away. So location. And then, of course, the last one is relationships. You know, you develop relationships over time. It does make a difference. They were talking here about how Lowell put in a new high-grade LED lighting system and new turf in the past few years. Good. But they also spent money on a brand-new scoreboard. The majors don't care about the new scoreboard. That's great for you. For them, doesn't do anything for the ballplayers. It's all that internal stuff. When they talk about the facility, they talk about the quality of the clubhouse, having a workout area, support space like a kitchen or a player lounge, enclosed batting and pitching cages. Right? That is all... That's, you know, that's what they're ta- looking about when they talk about a facility. That's where, you know, we're talking about Medler Field. They've got all that. Now the question is, do I have enough to get over the hump and stay in the ball game? Now let's get back to expansion for a moment. And when it comes to expansion, that is a way for quick cash. And expansion fees are huge numbers. I mean, huge numbers. Hundreds of millions. And that's distributed evenly among the teams in the league. We all know that Major League Baseball is going to lose money this year. That's why they're talking money today with the new proposal with the players because everybody's going to lose just the way it is you're trying to salvage whatever you can the NBA same thing they, they do have the huge TV contract with TNT and with ESPN but they're still going to lose they're trying to keep the losses to a minimum how do you make up for it the NBA hasn't expanded in a long time not since the uh Charlotte Bobcats, now Hornets, were were put into play. 
At, this is after the original Hornets moved to New Orleans. And the So what do you do about the expansion part? That's how you get quick cash to make up some ground in all this. So let's get to Major League Baseball for a moment. Who are prime candidates? I can tell you a place that's that I think I think the process is now going in Portland about building a ballpark. They want one badly, and they're actually apparently well financed. I believe, I believe Jerry Bruckheimer is behind that. I know Bruckheimer's part of the group with Seattle with the NHL. So I didn't bring up the NHL because they've already expanded with Vegas and they already have Seattle coming in. So they've already done it. The NFL doesn't have to. The NFL hasn't lost any money in all this. They haven't lost, they haven't lost a dime in all this because they've been in the offseason. Portland would be one. I'll tell you another one might be an interesting one. Charlotte. Charlotte has a ballpark that was built six years ago. It's about ten to 12,000 seats. But you got to get it up to about thirty-five to 40,000 seats. The question is, is that new ballpark they have capable of doing that? I don't know. But Charlotte's a decent-sized market. Portland's a decent-sized market. And by the way, the Mariners want Portland to get a team. They're sick of traveling over Hill and Dale to go everywhere. Why not have a short trip? And it, it would give teams west of Kansas City nine teams out of 32. The NBA has a lot of possibilities. Seattle, obviously, is one. Everybody talks about Seattle. Believe me, the Sonics were doing just fine. But new ownership wanted a new arena or uh, and all the amenities, and Oklahoma City offered it, so they went there. But Seattle's a prime market. Louisville is a prime market. And here's one out of left field. I, I was reading up on this over the weekend. Mexico City. You already have a team in Toronto. Now, you have one in Vancouver at one point. The Grizzlies, now they're now in Memphis. But you have one in Toronto, and Mexico City, that puts you in the three countries in North America. The problem with Mexico City would be the altitude, I would think. What's Mexico City, 8,000 feet? Some number like that? I think Matt's looking it up right now. I think the elevation of Mexico City is like 8,000 feet. That is... That's hard to play in. But that's where you know. I mean, that's where you're going to get quick cash. You're not going to get quick cash from the networks because these TV deals aren't up. So that's not going to happen. You're not going to have players saying, "Here, have more money back. Just let let's roll." That's not going to happen. So where do you get it from? Believe it or not, expansion. The question will be with expansion. A lot of these stadiums end up, or ballparks or arenas, end up with public funding. Is there enough public funding available to do that? Because obviously, 
states and towns are suffering. All right, today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com and News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applications applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. So NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman met with the uh, media. Matt was underwhelmed. You're just not a fan. As I thought it would be. You're not a fan. No. But it's going to be a 2014 playoff. The regular season's over. But the top four teams in each conference will actually play for seeding while the others are playing in elimination. That sound right? Yes. Those elimination rounds will be all best of five series. So basically the five seeds through the 12 seeds of each conference battle each other out. And the top four seeds in each conference will play round-robin tournaments to determine seeding. Right. And that will get you down when, then when that's all said and done. Now you're down to... 16 total. Right. And it becomes like a normal playoff. All best of seven. And that's what they want to do. Now they haven't said what date they want to do this. But they haven't discussed that at all. Now baseball has proposed cutting the salaries of the highest paid players in baseball while giving the lowest paid players full prorated shares. So that's what they that's how they want to balance it. Lowest paid players get full prorated shares. Highest paid players would have to take pay cuts. Known as the Bryce Harper proposal. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Once again, this is why baseball is once again screwing themselves over with no salary cap. Well, the size of the pay cuts unclear. Sources said the highest paid players under the proposal would receive perhaps less than 40% of their full season salaries. This is As not a good propo- start for a big week. <laughs> no. As word of the proposal spread, players bristled at the notion of taking further pay reductions, particularly ones that would affect the highest paid players. Major League Baseball, by the way, has disputed that agreement. 
believing the language calls for a good-faith negotiation of games start without fans in the stands, which would be in early July with a deal. Tuesday's proposal calls for a sliding scale that would mirror the pay cuts in some organizations where the highest-paid employees had taken greater pay reductions than the lower-paid ones. Wow. This is absolutely embarrassing for baseball. This is embarrassing. (laughs) I mean, this is beyond ludicrous. Are some of these players the highest, especially the highest paid players, overpaid? Yeah, I get that. But you're asking them to do a lot of different unusual things that they might even feel uncomfortable with, as we talked about before, players like Mike Trout and the like. And you're then and you're going to ask them to take a mega pay cut. What sense does that make? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really? I can't can't answer it. Look, I don't know what solution there is to this. I mean, do you want to pay have people make the same salary they were making before um, and just play games and then really lose money? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, this is another reason why the owners are not smart in this case is because if you're going to make the players do all this and you're going to be this far apart, now you're going to lose more money from all the TV money you're still going to lose. That doesn't make sense for them to be this far apart either. Oh, I know. (laughs) I'm well aware. It is, uh, I don't know. No offense, I really don't know how to solve it. There's not really a proposal in my head because these guys don't want to lose money.